Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, we are back with two of our co-authors uh, from The Only Women in the Room, uh, Maria Frisbrom and April Crossley. Both of them have built successful real estate businesses, uh, April on the rental and flipping side and, and Maria on the DIY side and in a rental business. So excited to talk with both of them because they have such interesting stories, right, Andressa? They do. What I think you, is a huge takeaway, especially for the women looking to scale, you know, looking to really transition from having a portfolio to building a business, we really talk through some specific steps and strategies to get you there. Not tactical, like write a business plan, but more importantly, like, what do I do first? What do I need to really think about? What do I do second? Taking some action and hearing, hearing their stories, especially April's story around that particular part was really inspiring because it's all about momentum, right? It's about taking one step, another step, and then a third step. And, and we definitely talk about that today. Yes, and those two, they're so raw and authentic during this episode. It's not just here, but throughout their business. They are who they are, and they share what they feel, and it, it empowers all of us to really own who we are as person, as a person, as a business owner, because if you're looking to build something that you feel very proud of, right, you got to be you. You got to be you. And those two are a very clear example of how being yourself will benefit you, your business, and your community in general. So this is a must watch, must hear for all of you that are looking to get inspired, but also have specific actions to take your business to the next level. Enjoy. You ever feel like your vacation rental sits empty too often? Missing out on potential income? Look, you're not alone. Many property owners struggle with underperforming bookings and the complexities of property management. But here's some good news. Vacasa outperforms other property managers in 92% of the markets they operate. They've helped homeowners like you increase their bookings by an average of 24%, turning those empty days into profitable opportunities. Want to see what your earnings could look like with Vacasa? Visit biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, and get a free personalized income estimate today. That's biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show. We have two amazing co-authors of our newly published book, The Only Woman in the Room, here with us today, April Crossley and Maria Frischrom. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for being the amazing selves you are, but welcome back to the show, April and Maria. Thank you for being on our show for the first time. Thank you. Thank you. Excited to jump into both of their stories. And um, there's both... Uh, I loved every chapter selfishly of this book, right, Andressa? This was an amazing book. I can't pick like one, like in saying, yeah, this is my favorite. But these two, these two co-authors uh, have such an amazing um, sense of humor. So we're going to get into them, their stories, their real estate investing journey, and also what, you know, both of them bring to the table and all their great expertise in a moment. Um, thank you for being back with us. As always, you have a lot of things you can be consuming these days. It's a little overwhelming. So thank you for listening, watching, however you're consuming this, but thank you for being on this really important movement where we're all about empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life. That's what we think about every day. That's what we, the, the, why we're making the choices we're making in our, in our community. That's what we think about. And that's what the kind of air we breathe, so to speak. Right, Andressa? That is... That so as pretty much it, <laughs> pretty much it. as we like to do before we jump in to the interview, um, get connected to all you wonderful women listening. Andressa has a quick little story tip, something hopefully useful to use in your own life. So what, what's coming up for you, yeah. Andressa? You know, sometimes we put a lot of pressure on us, right? That's what we're born with, like pressure. And one thing that I want to talk about is like legal documents. Some 
we, we had to deal with contracts with, you know, during contractor, uh, leases, commercial leases, residential lease. And to be honest, when I started, I was like, ah, I'm hiring this attorney and I trust him. I don't understand the whole thing. All right, I'll sign in. <laughs> right? But with time, you start coming across, you know, when you're raising private, private money, when you are doing it, all legal documents, and sometimes it might become overwhelmed. But I'm telling you, the more that you start reading it and really understanding you're paying the attorney, you're paying different, different folks, asking questions to really understand and get more comfortable with it, right? And I see it as like a scope of work. I had lessons that, okay, oh, well, that was not on my scope of work. So let me, let me put over here that, yes, I do want handles on my kitchen cabinets. Yep. I thought it was like a given, but no, it's not. Okay. So there, there you go. Before I'm talking more specifically about residential and commercial leases because I am running, overseeing that right now. And I cannot tell you how important are certain clauses that will either make it or break it, you know, especially what's, what's going on now um, in the world with COVID and the evictions and different, different things. And we are pivoting, we're accommodating and really finding a way that we as landlord can continue to provide housing and, and be mindful of, of each person's situation in a way that it, it, both, it fits both, both parties. But I'm telling you, the more, believe me, the more you get used to it, easier it becomes. So don't put a lot of pressure on you to know everything the first time that you see that thick package, but <laughs> start getting familiar with it and not relying too much only on, on, on attorneys. They do a great job, but it's your job to make sure that everything that you need, you understand, you stand by, and that's how you want to do it. And when something happens, just make sure you update those documents too. Yeah, love it. And there's no stupid question, right? That's the other thing is there's no, you know, I feel like I ask questions that are always stupid sounding. And I'm like, you know what, I don't know this. So it's not stupid, right? To me, it's not stupid. So, so yeah, keep building that muscle, right? And yeah. uh, so it's an important one with, with docs. Um, well, without further ado, let's get into these two um, wonderful women. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll start with you, April, and then I'll have Maria share. April, share with the listeners and the women listening, what propelled you uh, to get involved in real estate investing? Um, I read a book, honestly, and that's, I just became obsessed with it. I wasn't raised on, raised on real estate or had no knowledge of growing wealth. And honestly, my husband had two small rentals and just to have them and didn't really know if he was going to buy more or not. And I read a book he had laying around about real estate. And I honestly, I was speaking the other day and I said, I think I tried it just to like prove the book wrong, but it turns out the book was right. Because <laughs> I came from a healthcare background. And when I read the book, I was like, there's no way you can buy a house and someone else is going to pay it off and you get to keep that equity. Like this has got to be some kind of joke. This isn't true. So I just started learning more and more about it and dipping my toe into it and just became obsessed and ran with it. Yeah. When you reach that for death? What's that? Which book was it? Um, it was called The One Minute Millionaire. And it's just like stories about all these people that started in real estate and then became financially free and left their jobs early. And I was always, I was raised by parents who were kind of like, you retire when you're 65 and that's what you do. And that's the path you follow. So when you're raised like that and you don't know anything else and you're not surrounded by anyone in any other world, that's all you think there is. Yeah. So when someone comes along in a book and is like, well, what if you could retire? I retired from healthcare at 35. What if you could retire at 35? I think my family just about passed out when I told them I was retiring <laughs> from healthcare at 35 years old. It, it's really like, what are you talking about? It seems so strange and foreign to you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. How about you, Maria? What propelled you into this amazing world of investing? I'm crying babies in the background. <laughs> All good. Heads up. 
Um, funny enough, this has to do with babies, my story. I, um, I used to work in Silicon Valley and uh, I had this dream job. And uh, I mean, before everybody like throws their phones or like headphones into the garbage, or like, well, use it for you to say, we have this fancy job in Silicon Valley. Um, I literally started my comms career. I, I worked at this comms agency. I started my career like everybody else, uh, selling cigarettes, <laughs> like literally selling cigarettes <laughs> at bars uh, because I had changed my career. I used to work as a physical therapist, mm. so healthcare worker background as well. And I had this dream job. I worked my, worked my way up um, from Finland to Sweden to Silicon Valley. I'm Finnish, so English is my third language, just heads up. And I find myself all of a sudden, uh, like five years ago, in the company massage room. And I'm hook on, hooked onto this machine that's like violently robbing me of my youth and beauty, AKA a breast pump. Oh. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I have- I had another visual in my head at that point. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I have 15 minutes to empty both boobs before my next client meeting. And so I'm typing away, working at the same time, boobs going, yeah, degradingly. <laughs> uh, and I think to myself, I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? I'm paying somebody $2,000 a month to take care of my five month on. So, and even though I love my job, like I can't, this isn't sustainable. So at that point I had bought my first rental. It was, uh, we lived in California, so we couldn't afford our own home. So we were, we had lived um, and saved for the past like 10, 15 years, my husband and I, and we're hoping to buy something of our own, but we rented a small apartment and instead I flew to Colorado, I was like six or seven months pregnant <laughs> at the time when I bought the first rental. So I had started it, but that moment when I'm sitting there in this breast pump, I'm like, this is what I'm gonna do more. And I'm gonna do it deliberately. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna build it like a business and I'm gonna get the freedom. And that's kind of where it took off. And after we, uh, I gave up my job, we moved back to Finland and um, changed life uh, to like a more balanced one and uh, went from crisis of being a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> not having my career, like totally losing my identity and then slowly building up my portfolio. So now, now I've, uh, I've built it um, by myself, quite literally. Uh, I've been DIY rehabbing most of them um, up until this point. And so now I, I have a portfolio of almost 2 million. Um, so not quite as far as everybody else, but you know, yeah, it's a beginning. Well, your projects are just amazing. And I was reading your chapter and there's one one specific quote that you said, well, I want to keep it real with you. Shifting into real estate investing was hard and it still is. Much like climbing, climbing a mountain with 20 army grade obstacles while pregnant. So I was imagining <laughs> that happening. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's, that's probably what it is while one hand you were holding the phone and another one you were just taking care of the other child or the dog or, or figuring things out. And I think that, you know, as, as I picture our journey, now we were just talking offline here about everything that is going on in our lives. we have too much going on at the same time. So, at what point and what have you done in order to kind of convert that overwhelmed feeling into like feel for you to go? Did you, did you hire a team? Did you, how did you figure things out? Not just on your own. Well, it's been quite a journey and uh, I think I'm now in a moment where I want to take a moment and talk about the realness because I really appreciate you bringing that up. We, it's so easy to compare ourselves to each other. And I think as women, we do that a lot. And we're like, how does she do it? And uh, uh, we're like, I, I can't do all that. And one of the questions that I often get asked is like, how do you do it all? And I'm like, 
well, honey, I don't. I like, I really don't. And at this point, I have help. In the beginning, I didn't. So I think the process that I had to go through was I thought that I had to prove myself to other people by doing everything myself and kind of killing myself. I'm like, dude, I just built myself another rat race here. <laughs> I got the freedom right. and now I'm back in it and it's not sustainable. So I had a really rough year last year. Um, personally, we, we lost two babies and I almost lost my life. Mm. And that kind of forced me to uh, slow down and think about how can I... And that year, I also, uh, I went to Nashville. I don't know if you remember this, but we actually met mm-hmm. at the airport. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, at that point, I was, I was still pregnant. And I, um, I, I saw one talk that really hit me hard that talked about, do you want to exchange time for money? It was Jay Scott whose book and he had like this really cool way of looking at how much is your time worth compared to what you want to achieve and I calculated and I'm like my hour is $160 I can't do anything that's less than that so I had to I thought last year was my hardest year so far but turns out that that was just warm-up because enter 2020 there you go <laughs> with yeah with just first all the craziness uh, of covid and uh and then now i'm pregnant again i'm six months pregnant but we Congrats. just found Congrats. out that we'll be losing this baby too and i'm sorry it gets me emotional oh. it's pretty pretty new um I may not be able to carry her full term if she doesn't make it. Uh, if she does, she won't live longer than just a few days. Mm. So like all of these obstacles that all of us women have to go through, especially like with the kids or like not being able to have kids or having them and like everything that comes with that is such an obstacle, but also such a blessing because now for the first time I've had to actually outsource. I can't like with this risk pregnancy, I, I, I can't do the work myself the same way. So I'm now I have two projects simultaneously that I haven't been able to do before. I'm scaling like I never, and this is during like the toughest year. So I'm like super grateful for all of this craziness, you know? And I think that's the grace towards ourselves and not thinking that we have to prove everything. And that's where community comes in. Um, the help that I've gotten just from other, especially female investors, but also others who are going through this, like we're not alone. I don't know if that answers the question, Andressa, but it's a long, <laughs> long ass story. I don't know how to go from here, um, but I really appreciate you being honest because, you know, we see you, I see everything that you do, and um, you're so full of life. And, you know, to be going through all of that and still be full of life is really, um, I commend you. Amazing. And, um, and I commend all the women that are listening to you be as real as possible and just own it as it is, because that's how we're going to support each other in, 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 in this journey. I don't see any other way possible. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. share, share the hard stuff too, right? Like these are the struggles that I go through uh, with uh, everything from like the documents or the renovations or stuff that go wrong and uh, family life and the challenges of, of balancing your family. So that's why what you do is so important. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, um, thank you for sharing that, that that's not easy. And we, uh, we appreciate you. Um, when it comes to being real and, you know, <laughs> April is also yes. one of the women, if you said, okay, think of five women who are like actually real, tell it like it is, you know, there's a lot of pe- women who just, I, I do, I think we get these conditioning over time where we have to look a certain way, we have to do a certain way and we have to kind of keep up like smiling when we really don't want to. And, and April, you've been an amazing leader for women and for anyone in that space where you're just really raw and real with people. Um, so 
you know, and your journey has not been easy, April, at all. Yeah. So, you know, tell a little bit about that, you know, and I think tell a little bit about what you've done to, to, to move through those obstacles, because I know you've had plenty as well. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, when it's similar to Maria, when you first start flipping houses or buying rentals, and though I retired from healthcare, everyone, was, everyone sees like, it's so amazing, you retired from healthcare at 35, and then a couple years into it, and you're like, I basically just retired to like another job. I didn't like, what is this financial freedom thing? Because I'm working harder than I've ever worked before in my entire life. And it, yeah. there are so many days, there, there are still days when I have tough days, and I'll just sit there and say to my husband, do you remember when I worked at a job and I would come home and I didn't have anything else like my phone wouldn't ring. No one was trying to get a hold of me. I didn't, I could get my email inbox below like five and I can't get it below 50. I'm like, do you remember that? What did we do like with our time? And we talk about that. So it's not, it's not easy. Um, and a huge moment for me was probably just a few years ago, I was like ready to quit the business altogether. And I just think I'm very honest. And I went to lunch with um, Patricia Redhawk. A lot of people know her. She's in the Invest Her group. And we've been friends for a couple of years now. And I went to lunch with her and I just sat down and she was pretty much like, you look terrible. Like, <laughs> and that's having, Patricia. Yeah. Your having, friend, <laughs> you, look, you look terrible. Exactly. <laughs> and having brutally honest friends that can support you is so important. And she was like, you look terrible. Like, just talk to me what's going on. Cause you're like angry and like, mm. not like your energy is just not good. And I was like, I think I'm going to quit. Like my life was so much better when I worked a job and I didn't have any other responsibility or people relying on me or coming to me for anything. And she was like, okay, well tell me about that. Like, why is it so bad? What do you hate? So we just started having this open, honest discussion and she was like, you need someone to teach you basically how to become the CEO of your business and not work in your business. And yeah. here's some people that I think can teach you that. And I was like, you know, when you're exhausted and you're in that state of mind, I'm like, okay, so I can learn how to be a CEO or I could just quit. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sounds like a lot of work, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I can't go, I can't, I, I can't go back to healthcare because I gave up my license. But I'm like, man, I would make such a good waitress. Like, I was just at that point in my life, I'd go out to eat and I'd be like, I'd be such a good waitress. Like, I have those thoughts. I have those thoughts. Like, like worst case scenario, yes. I will get excellent tips. Yes, yes. Um, and so I had to seek out those people that were running their business like a business um, from the outside and just kind of overseeing things. And I'd love to say I have it perfected. I'm completely out. I'm always improving and not perfected. And there's still days that are just completely exhausting. And for me, when I got around those people, they kind of said to me, what irritates you the most about your business? Take that off your plate first. Mm -hmm. And they taught me how to be able to bring on team members and afford to bring on team members. Cause that's always a big concern too, is like, okay, if I'm doing all this myself, but then I have to pay other people, like part of my profits going towards that, how do I like figure that out? It's, it can be very overwhelming. Um, so I think just getting around and like Maria is like, be brutally honest with other people and ask other people for help, which as women, we're so used to taking care of everyone that I, I think any woman in the group would agree. That's very hard to do to say like, okay, I need someone to help take care of me. Cause I'm drowning. Like I need help, you know? Yeah. 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 And then be open about it too, to others. Yeah. Um, like I don't clean the house anymore. I have help coming in once a week to do like major cleaning. And then I just let it be messy. Uh, I don't cook. Right. I spend all of that time. I don't watch TV. There are so many things that I've just given up. And, and that's what I want us to be open about. And so that people don't think that we do do everything ourselves. Because I yeah. still want to try to get some sleep. <laughs> and being there for people who are coming up in the business and kind of just starting and letting them know, like, it's okay. Like, I just had a conversation with my, my um, business partner the other day and she does a lot of acquisitions for me in my flip business. That's kind of like her primary 
role and but she's also like a phenomenal business partner and she's younger than me she just turned 30 and she's so young and I just say to her don't let people shame you into what you what they think you should be doing because she recently left her job probably two years ago and it's like she's home now so you're home and she's like but but she's not home. Like she's working full time for herself. So I said to her, you know, I have someone that comes and cleans my house. And at first when like family would find out about that, that are not entrepreneurial, not in the business world, they kind of like, look at you, like, really you're paying someone to clean yeah. your house. And I'm like, yeah, cause that doesn't make me money. Why would I, why would I spend my time doing that? I don't need to spend my time. So just also like, I try to give back and tell people who are kind of coming up in their own businesses, like, don't, we need to stop like shaming each other for what we're doing or not doing as women, you know? So, Absolutely. It may not be the first thing to do, right? Like I didn't have helpers, right? At first. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I did do everything. At yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm curious, have you been struggling to keep your vacation rental booked? I totally get it. It's tough to manage and keep filled. But we found something that really works. It's called Vacasa. They've seriously changed the game for a lot of the BP audience. In almost every market they're in, Vacasa manages to fill up the calendar more than anyone else. And get this, the average Vacasa user sees about 24% more bookings than with other managers. That's a lot of extra income. Curious to see what you could be earning? You can get a personalized income estimate right there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at what Vacasa can do for you. Check out biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa, spelled V-A-C-A-S-A, biggerpockets.com slash Vacasa. So many of our, so many of the women that are part of our community are scaling their business. They're, they're really taking like a portfolio and like, I want to like this, I want this to be my business. Right. And there's like a transition. It's just not, you just don't buy property and it's like, poof, a business, like just doesn't work that way. And there's a whole, like you're saying April so eloquently, there's a whole process to it, like bringing people on and you know, how do we do, you know, it's just so many pieces to it. So, and there's a lot of women who struggle with that. So, um, you know, what was the first thing that you did, April, when you look, think about that? And I think that advice was great to say, like, what's coming up for me? What's irritating me versus like real estate investing is not working. Okay. That might be the case, but may not be the case, right? Something mm-hmm. in it's not working and mm-hmm. to dissect that. Uh, and it's sometimes hard to do by yourself. So have a friend, have someone that, that believes in you, part of our community, not part of our community. I don't care, but get someone who's going to have your back mm-hmm. and, and be able to be that resource for you. So you had that conversation. What was the first thing you did after that? Did you take action immediately? Did, it, did you let it settle for a while? Because I feel like that stops. We get these ideas, we get inspired, and then we just go back to our little life, not little life, but our <laughs> life that we know, I yeah. should say. Huge and it just life. becomes like, I know that. I mean, people have been telling me forever, like, Liz, what do you outsource? I'm like, nothing. I'm like, that's psychotic. April, April and I and Andressa were on a mastermind. And what, what, three years ago, April, I was talking yeah. about how I should be outsourcing. That was three years yeah. ago. And yeah. just this summer, I actually had someone who actually cuts my grass. Now I was mowing my lawn and I'm like, I don't enjoy this anymore. This is annoying. Yeah. This is now annoying. This yeah. has moved over from time by myself to irritating and I can be doing something else, <laughs> but I needed, I needed to do that. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm really cheap. So now I got to pay someone 50 bucks. I'm like, Whoa. But I'm like, is my time worth more than $50? Yeah. Right. So yeah. you start putting it in perspective. What can I do to generate more than $50? So you just get into a, I'm rambling here, but my question back to you, April is for you, you get this advice, you have this aha, look, what did you do next? Cause I think that does stop women to taking action. And I think that's critical and part of this process of becoming very real for yourself and taking steps to move towards actually building a business. So what did yeah. you do after that? So I feel like I was after that lunch, I was kind of like, okay, I can quit or I can keep pushing forward. And just having, again, like conversation with my husband, who's like, you know, if you were a waitress, that would last like a week and you would be so unhappy because you're constantly like driving forward and building and like, what are you going to build as like doing that? Like you need, you're you probably need- will get, will talk to the boss and say, we need to change this man. Exactly. I'd be like, we need to open a whole new restaurant, redecorate this. Yeah. So yeah. He's like, that will be disastrous. So I just took um, Patricia's advice and I actually interviewed like three or four mastermind coaches and talked to them and took the same approach I took with her. Like, don't sell me 
here I am. This is what I'm struggling with. If you can help me, great. Tell me what you do and what your format is. If you can't, that's totally cool, but I don't want to waste time. I want to move on to interviewing the next coach. And I just found one that specifically did that, like was Mm -hmm. specifically there to teach people how to be the CEO of their flip business. So, and then once I went to that first meeting, it was kind of like the first time I learned about real estate investing. I'm sitting in this meeting and there's other people there that they have people that do this and people that do that. And they just oversee their numbers. And I'm like, what is this for real? (laughs) This is like gotta be some kind of fantasy world. Um, And then they told me like, I would write down everything that I would do in a day. And like, how did I feel when I was doing that thing? So for me, like the first thing to go was bookkeeping because when you're flipping and you have rentals, bills are constant. It's constant. Like it's nonstop. And so I was like, this sucks up probably two hours or more of my entire week where I'm just opening bills, paying bills. Like this is ridiculous. This has to come off my plate. So I brought in a bookkeeper who would like come to my house, pick up my bills, put everything in QuickBooks. Was it an easy transition? No. Like I had to um, connect him with my accountant. I had to pay for training. I had to like, you have to go through that, but I try to keep my eye like on the long run. Now here I am however many years later and I don't, the bills just come and he just comes and checks my mail and picks up my bills. So you're like, that was worth it. So when you're in it and you're trying to make change like anything else, it is hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. If I can piggyback right on that, because April, you're farther along than I am. Because when you say when you're in it, it's hard. Hello. (laughs) Like that's exactly where I'm at. So what happened to me was I noticed when last year I almost died, I'm like, I'm the only one who knows all of this. Like my husband doesn't even know the names of our tenants. Like I have all of the information in my head. No wonder my brain is exploding. Mm. <laughs> and of course I, I have my spreadsheets and, but I know where they are. So the first thing that I started doing in terms of building processes was writing everything down. So what do I do? How do I do it? Who does it? And who helps me do it? And what, what technology do I use? to get that done and just step by step from like acquisition or like analyzing deals to uh, finding tenants, um, writing leases, like all, like just everything, every minor little step. So that's where I'm still at. And um, yeah, go I'm ahead, Andressa. Back on that. And I'm going to read something that you wrote that I think that has everything to do with, with what you're saying. So first of all, you said, do not waste your energy comparing yourself to others. You are tougher than what you think. Being you and doing things your way, as scary and slow as it might feel, will take you further than you can imagine. And that is so beautiful because I, I hear you saying that you were working on that, but I really want to emphasize how far you have become, have come in other areas. There's one part that you talked about your projects that you said, since I did not have billions of dollars for the renovations and staging, I did this. First, I learned how to do the renovation myself using high-end design ideas, just done creatively for less. Also, I started creating my own furniture through DIY IKEA hacks, scouting the for free section of local Craigslist. When I look at that, I was like, there's no way her, because when you go to your, your social media, it's so beautiful and you're so creative. And I was like, there's no way that is like, million dollar pieces <laughs> have there and hearing you saying that okay but I am still working on certain things but I think that you're so creative and you have I've never heard on somebody else doing high-end with Ikea and <laughs> I I cannot even if I see it I was like what can I do with that I don't know but I want to make sure that you, you, you hear my appreciation to you, to your creative way of thinking, 
about resolving a problem or a challenge because I feel that many of the ladies that are listening to us right now who also don't have millions, billions of dollars on their bank accounts are asking themselves, how? How, how can I do that? And mm -hmm. I truly believe that you're, you're showing this is number one, this is number two, and you are like a true example of, of somebody that can look at something and be creative. Um, my question to you is, for those ladies that are saying, great, but she was born with creativity, and I was not. <laughs> so how can they, they find different ways of doing things? Is that something that you always had or you, you learned throughout your journey? Yeah, I think you're hitting on a really important point there, Andressa. I um, did not always <laughs> know or do this, but at my job, I had an amazing boss and, and a really, really cool company that put me through a lot of trainings. And one of the things that I got to do was take a test called the Strength Finder. Have yeah. you done that? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So one of my top five strengths that I kind of, I didn't even know I took it for granted is restorative, which is kind of like problem solving. And mm. I started realizing that, okay, not only can I solve problems for myself, but for others. So my focus started to be like, how can I become even better at solving other people's problems and creating value for them? Because I, I didn't have a job. I, I was a stay at this point. I was a stay at home mom. Um, so what do I have? Well, I used to work at this comms agency that's like the leading in the world regarding presentations. So I started uh, talking to people about helping them, giving them feedback on their presentations and uh, um, specifically people that I looked up to and needed their help on how to grow a real estate investing business and, and just step by step. So I think that's to all the listeners, just figure out your strengths and hone in on those. And it may not be DIY Ikea hacks. <laughs> and I think that's like one of my biggest missions in life is to help women just go balls to the walls with being themselves and just um, finding, finding that inner, inner, inner strength and ikigai like what are what are you good at what are your passions what does the world need what's the world willing to pay for and that's where you hone in awesome love it um with regards to you april i mean you have been able to build this track record and and you've how many deals have you actually put your own money in i mean you've built your business with other people's money from the beginning yeah. right yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did it one time and it was super painful, like bought with my own money. So, and I say painful just because we bought our rental portfolio and have done all our flips for the past, who knows, we've been flipping since 2004 with other people's money. Um, one time I had money sitting in the bank and I was like, oh, I found this eight unit that was expired. Well, we have this money and I think we'll just put 25% down. It was the most painful process of my entire life. I didn't understand why it was taking like six weeks to close. There was so much paperwork. I was like, <laughs> why is there all this paperwork? And I've, people assume because you're in real estate investing that you understand the realtor world. And my husband's been an agent for 17 years. I don't understand that world. My mm. friends ask me when they buy houses and sell houses. And I'm like, you got to talk to my husband, Justin. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And when I, I'm like, I buy cash, no inspections. I don't understand all this paperwork and all this stuff you're going through and appraisals. And I don't, I don't deal with that. Like once my house is flipped, it goes to my husband and I don't, care to see or hear about it till I'm signing and get my profit check. <laughs> like that's yep. all I care about. He does everything else. Um, so we've, yeah, only done it one time and I don't know that we'll ever do it again. It was just a very lengthy process that was very frustrating. So, you, you know, right. Uh, uh, April, when you say like, Oh, problem solving, like private money. When, one time Matt, Matt told me this man, Liz's husband, that's how he's, he's known right now, right, Liz? Matt. <laughs> yeah, just Matt. Liz's husband, exactly. His husband. So he's, he was 
saying about private money that you, you, it's not that you are going out there asking for money. You are going out there providing an opportunity to resolve people's problems. Oh, yeah. Because they don't have where to put or, or, or uh, a better way of investing. And it's funny on your chapter that you kind of compare the person raising money with the person lending money as like a dating, right? Yeah. And yeah. you're like feeling each other and you don't <laughs> want to put too much pressure because you don't want to know the person. But the way that you put, it's so perfect because you need to find your, your, your match. And yes. that, it can be, you can't force it. You yeah. just, either you are or you, you, you aren't. So yeah. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. I thought, yeah. but I was like, that's April right there. I guess, yeah, yeah, you definitely problem solve. I mean, when we first started, we met our first lender through a joint venture with another flipper and that flipper had gotten to the point, he didn't need other people's money. So he stopped using the lender. So the lender was like, hey, he's only using his own money now. So will you use my money? Like, cause I have this money and I want to make this return. I have nowhere to put it. So we were like, Sure. <laughs> I get like blown away. Sure. Well, we can do that. And that was the day that I learned I will always use other people's money. I have my own money now. I do private lending myself with that money and through a self-directed IRA, but I will always use private money lenders money because they, they also need to be growing wealth. So you're like helping everybody grow wealth, but most private lenders are not going to stand up in a room and say, I'm a private lender because then they just get mobbed with yeah. people who don't understand that hard money lending, they'll lend to usually anybody with certain criteria. Private money lending is very relationship based. So I think I talk about in the book, like private lenders will come to my meetup, but they're not like standing up saying I'm a private lender because they don't want to be bombarded. I know every time I speak and I talk about doing private money lending, I tell people like, don't come to me for money because it's very relationship based. If I don't know you and I haven't met you and I don't like have that relationship and trust, I'm not necessarily just going to lend you money just because you're a real estate investor. Um, and I still get bombarded with emails <laughs> of people asking for money that I don't know. So um, like even at the meetup group, like my lenders will be like, hey, I would, they'll just walk up to someone and say, hey, what do you do? And they'll be like, I invest in real estate and this is how many flips I've done and this is what I'm doing. And the lender will be like, cool, I invest in real estate too in Berks. And then they'll come to me and be like, hey, do you know this girl? She seems really nice and like she has her stuff together and I feel like we're just really, we get along, like we could have coffee and like, I don't want to tell her I'm a lender, but um, like I'd really like to do loans to her and I'll be like, oh yeah, she's great. Like she totally knows what she's doing. I've actually done a loan to her before and she'll be like, really? I think I'm going to ask her to coffee. And I'm like, you should do that. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's just kind of how it works because I've met people on the other end through just raising money that want to give me money. And I'm like, I would not borrow money from you if you were the last private lender on the face of the earth because your personality is so overwhelming or you're so like demeaning or I don't like the way you speak to me or mm. something. So sometimes when people are raising money or borrowers kind of go about it like, um, like you're not both helping each other. They think like the private money lender is helping you as a borrower. And that's not the case at all. Like you're solving yeah. each other's problem. Your business wouldn't run without them and they would not be making that return without you. So when someone has a difficult personality and they're a private lender, I'm like, you're probably a better match for somebody else. <laughs> I love what you, and I love what you, I'm sorry, Maria, go. I was, I was just going to say, April is basically like a pimp. Getting yeah. <laughs> people together. <laughs> um, yeah, and for, I was going to I was going to read an excerpt. It's not about pimps, but it's very. It's very good. Um, even, it's you, I love what you say here. Even as an experienced flipper, I mean, and April is very experienced. She has raised millions of dollars. This is not a newbie. Okay, she says this, and I, I think. She, you're right here. But you say this, and I want to, I want to read it to, to the woman listening because it's really powerful. Even as an experienced flipper, private lender, and rental property owner, as I grow in the real estate world and buy bigger things like mobile home parks, storage facilities, et cetera, I do not expect 
someone to just give me a loan and trust that I know what I'm doing with these types of investments. I must prove myself. I must team up with someone who has experience in these areas to build knowledge and trust. And a joint venture is a great way to show someone how valuable you can be to a deal. And I think yeah. that's so perfect to say because we're always growing and learning. There's yeah. areas that we're getting involved in, larger assets that are a stretch for us, right? I mean, a project we have under contract right now, um, we've raised a certain amount of money. This is, you know, this is four times the amount we raised last time, four times. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this is not the minor leagues, right? This is the major, yeah. so to speak. But what you say is beautiful because a newbie might say, well, I don't know anything about this. We all don't know everything about everything. So yeah. you're absolutely right. What value can you bring? And how do you, joint venture is something that isn't just for newbies. People yeah. always talk, oh, if you're newbie, do a joint venture. Oh, you're new to real estate flipping, do a joint venture. Joint ventures are powerful for everyone looking to potentially get into a new niche Add value, because April knows she has tons of value she can add to any, any sector here. Both of these women do. Um, Andres, of course, too, but <laughs> of these, I'll just throw it in there, give you a little. <laughs> but, but we all have something to add to value to what you're saying, Maria. What are your strengths? April knows what her strengths are. So if yeah. it's mobile home park investing, or like you said, storage facilities, okay, what can I do here? And then I'm going to team up with somebody who knows what the heck they're doing. I said the yeah. same thing to my husband during COVID. I'm like, what are we doing not investing in self-storage? I mean, yeah. you know, now that's a new thing and we have to focus because that's just been our tra trajectory. And I said, okay, a multifamily has been our focus. But I'm going to partner. If I want to go down that path, which I know I will, we will in the coming years, I want to partner with somebody who's buying self-storage or yeah. joint venture with them. That's so much smarter. I'm going to go learn the business. No, I'm done with that. I've been in this business for 15 years. I'm not yeah. doing that. I mean, I'll know enough, but right. It's just joint venture. It comes back to what Maria was saying earlier. What are you, what are your strengths and what are you good at? Like, I so admire people like Maria. I can't even match my own clothing on a daily basis. I don't, you won't catch me dead in a Home Depot or a Lowe's or, or picking out flooring and paint color. If I had to match paint and flooring, no one would ever buy our houses. Like I just don't, I, I'm not into that, but I'm really good at finding off market deals and I'm really good at raising money. And those are my strengths and that's what I'm passionate about. So like I will follow Maria's social media after this and just be probably drooling like, like, wow, people are so amazing because I, but I'm not going to try and develop that in my business for me to be passionate about that. Cause it's not what I'm passionate about. So yep. like even this morning, we, I have this off market mobile home park in North Carolina I'm looking at. And the first thing I did after I got off the phone with the seller was text a guy I know that buys mobile home parks. And I'm like, Hey, have an off market lead. Seller's motivated. Need to talk to you. I'll bring the deal. I'll bring the money, but I need you to come along. He doesn't need a, another mobile home park, but I'm like, I, I need you to tell me what you would want out of this deal so that we can like get this done because I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm not afraid to say that. I know I want to buy bigger. I want to learn hands-on and people you're put on this earth to connect with other people and to use your gifts to connect with their gifts so that you can create like for your creator and grow big things. Okay. And that's like what makes the world a better place overall. Maybe I'm getting off on a tangent here, yeah, but it's important. people get very focused on like, I want to do this by myself and learn all the things. And my, like my company's called Lazy Girl REI and people are always like, but you're not lazy. I'm like, but I am when it comes to that. I don't want to learn all the things. I just want to use my gifts and my strengths and I want to connect with other people that have opposite gifts and strengths so that we can do big things together. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. And, and sometimes not where people think of, they don't think as they're scaling or they're starting or they're even getting to that next level. They don't always think like that. They, yeah. And especially women, right? Cause we really like, I should be able to analyze a deal really well. I'm in real estate investing. Right. You said, you, you know, people send me numbers all the time. And I'm like, I could do like a back of the napkin, but I don't know your market. And quite right. honestly, I don't really like analyzing deals. Like I, I always miss things. Like I'm not, I don't say like yeah. I'm the underwriter of the team. Like that's not my strength. That's not what yep. I value I bring to the, the table. I could yep. do other things, a um, couple of things, but not that. <laughs> and that's okay. Wow, you're investing and you don't even really, yeah, you need to know enough, but you don't, I'm not going to go underwrite a 200 unit. No, yep. that's not what that's I really. do at all. You know, I'm not going to explain it to you either. I'm not going to make believe I know. I'm going to tell yep. you right up front. I don't know, yep. you know, so, so I think that, but owning that and being okay with that, not even okay, owning it and saying, and this is what, what value I bring to the table, 
Yes. And, and let's, let's go there and let's start to build that team. I think, I think we start out like, I want to create financial freedom. I want to help my family. And then somewhere along the way, we're like, hold on, you know, I've got to, I can't do all of this by myself. Mm-hmm. You cannot. I there's very few people that I'm thinking about in the business that just really run a business by themselves. Mm-hmm. Very few. Mm-hmm. And, if they're, and if they're on a podcast or the face of the company, they're not doing the day-to-day operations probably. Yeah. Yeah. They're the marketing person. They're the brand, you know, that's that kind of yep. thing. So I don't know. I think we need to look internal. That's important. And I think you both said that so eloquently. Yeah. Um, well, hey, can I, can I read something to kind of sum that up? I read yeah, something please. today that just blew me away. And people, if you believe in God or not, I think you can take it in anyways. So uh, Chadwick Boseman said, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. And I thought that was so beautiful just to so be beautiful. like, you're not being lazy, not doing the stuff that you don't like or that you're not good at. You're doing people a favor, right? You're focusing on what your talents and like just squeezing all that out and giving that to the world. So yeah. Love it. Yeah. I love, love that it. too. Um, well, this has been amazing. You two are, are so inspirational and you both know so much and just a great stand for women. So, so as we continue on this journey, um, we're not the only woman in the room, right? We're going to, you know, and I know that's a huge passion of both of yours and obviously ours too. So we're just grateful to have you part of this project mm-hmm. and excited to, you know, kind of see your paths continue to evolve. Um, April, where can the women listening uh, learn more about you and all the great things you're up to? Yeah, I think the easiest way is to follow my YouTube channel, which is April Crosley, C-R-O-S-S-L-E-Y. Same thing on Instagram. My Instagram handle is April Crosley. You can follow me there. They can reach me, April at lazygirlrei.com. Awesome. How about you, Maria? I'm the most active on Instagram. Maria loves real estate. So come uh, follow me there and send me a note and show me all the cool stuff that you make, <laughs> how you use your talents. And uh, I'm, I'm also a blog contributor for Bigger Pockets. So if you want to read uh, about my eight first deals, like all the nitty gritty, you can just Google Bigger Pockets and nitty gritty and you'll get that with pictures and, and all the numbers and stuff. We awesome. love nitty gritty. Yes. <laughs> and all this information you guys can find on our show notes, where you also will find the link for our book that we're very proud to publish called The Only Woman in the Room. So check it out. Go to Amazon, buy for you, buy for all the ladies that you know, because we need to spread the word and share all those amazing stories of, of 20 ladies that really pour their heart on this book with not just inspirational stories, but really like tactical things that you can apply in your business today. Yes. Thank you both for being on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank Thank you both. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.